I hear you attend trivia nights. Yes. Um, or a trivia night weekly. How how long have you been uh, doing this? Uh, I think a year and a half now. We play pretty much every week. We've kind of been bouncing between two bars. We found another one that pays better. <laughs> so we go there and win. <laughs> oh, it's for money. Yeah, you win bar money. Gift cards I've, and bar money, depending on which bar we're playing I, at. I participated once in uh, Seattle years ago. I don't think it was for money. It was just like for fun. Was but it? Did, was, does, was it geeks who drink? No, no, no. It was just some like, it was just some random bar in, in Seattle. So you do you have to pay to play? No pay. No. Nope. Is it like for a pot? What they just give you? Uh, one of the bars pays out in. Uh, you can win thirty-five buck, thirty-five dollar gift card for the bar, and they stopped paying out for second and third place. And I think enough people bitch that they brought that back. And then the new mm-hmm. bar we're playing at actually pays you fifty bucks for first place and thirty for second and ten for third, or yeah, I think so. So the new bar, right. we win well, a lot of money. <laughs> so, like, what kind of questions? Well, I've got a, um, a couple of... Right, what, what kind of questions are asked at, at a trivia night in, in Montana? Well, one of them is a little varied and right, try c- me. kind of all over the place, mostly pop culture, things like that. That's the one I prefer. So, oh, it's it's like it's uh, you have themed trivia nights? Well, one of the bars does. Each round is themed. So um, one of them, for example, was all about apes. So, for example, we got this question wrong last week, and it was orangutans uh, can can eat poison, apparently, and the question was, which type of poison can they eat that, like, humans can't consume? And we, and we apparently got this. We got this wrong. This is the only question we missed that night, actually. All right. Yeah. I would guess... Uh, arsenic. You know, and I don't actually have the answer because I, oh. I just I'm just asking this one offhand. But we we did miss it, and okay. But there's questions like that. So, anyways, the questions that I had for you. All right. Um, all of well, one of these we got, two of these we got right. Anyways, so who co-founded the Eagles with Glenn Fry? I'm not gonna get that. You classic have- rock is like a a dead zone for me. It's classic rock. And cars, Those, and that's not your. That's not your thing, huh? Not my thing. Classic rock, cars, and chemistry. Okay, well, it's Don Henley. The, th- the three C's. Okay, Don. Don Henley. Yeah. So, and that was one that I got right. Um, another one was how many swirls on average are there on a Hostess cupcake with the frosting? So the little black oh. chocolate cupcakes. How many swirls are on there? And we didn't get this one. On average, because seven. seven is actually right. That's yeah. the answer. 
So did you did you actually know that? Did you, were you picturing? No, it in I was your head? I was just picturing a cupcake in my in my head and <laughs> uh, seeing how many swirls I could get on the cupcake. All right. So, uh, Seattle-based rapper Anthony Ray, uh, better known by his stage name, what? Is Macmore? Anthony. Oh, Macmore. No, who do you think? Well, you think a Seattle rapper is how many? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. This narrows it down, and we did get this one right too. Okay. No, I don't. You don't know. Sir Mix a lot. Okay. My, my posse's on Broadway. You sing about Seattle. <laughs> Anyways, that's a small sampling of the questions. A lot of the, one of the one of the trivia's they'll hand you a sheet and they'll have pictures on it. It might be a screen grab from a movie. You got to guess the movie in the year. It'll have actors and actresses. They purposely go out of their way and find the worst pictures of people to the point where they're somewhat unrecognizable. This last one of these weeks, it was the worst picture of Anna Kendrick I've ever seen. And they just okay. do it to throw you off, stuff like that. Anyways. So one of my, you know, I don't, I don't scare easily, but one of my fears in life is getting appendicitis. It, and... Whenever I have like a pain in my abdomen, I I fear that it's like my, my appendix is gonna burst. Even though I, I couldn't tell you where my appendix is, right? And so recently I'd been having pain in my this um trying to like envision my body. You're a skeleton, <laughs> my, John. Where at? Yeah, the 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 left side my left of of my abdomen and just just pain and every time it's you know my first reaction is oh no i got to go to the hospital my appendix is going to burst and it turns out i'm just passing a kidney stone which i i that's still a relatively serious health issue yes but i've i previously passed one before and so i I should know better than than to confuse it with appendicitis, but I'm sort of relieved that it's not appendicitis and that it's just, you know, something that's passable, however awkward and 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 painful it may be. Well, it's good to know that you're not you're not dying. If you do a th- if you if you pass a third one, can you start like naming them after movies? Can they just keep going like Fast I, and I, Furious? I, so, I haven't been treating this properly like the first so i was i was living in new york and i was at the gym and i went to pee and my pee was bloody (laughs) and jesus and so i I told my friend he's like we got to go to the er because i didn't have insurance at the time and so we go to the nyu emergency room and i undergo all these tests late at night and i'm told that oh it's you it's a kidney stone and so they gave me uh, Percocet and they gave me this this medicine to help like break down the kidney stone. And they give me this little um, strainer, which I'm supposed to pee through for some reason, as if I can like as if I'm mining gold. Right. Uh, uh, panning you, for gold. You can catch the stone. I, don't, I, ne- I never saw it. Like I, I tried using it and it was just like, OK, I'm just peeing through this this little strainer jock strap strainer thing. And because I didn't have insurance, I didn't follow up because NYU wanted me to go back to the, the emergency room and follow up. 
But after a while, the pain subsided, and I, I didn't think about it until, you know, last week when, oh, I'm passing another kidney stone because you could definitely feel it. Your peeing becomes it just straddles the line between pain and pleasure. Let's say that <laughs> this one's passed, I think. And so now it's like, huh, do I really want to see a doctor about this kidney stone? I, OK, so I'm going to have to plead ignorance on how you get them. Is it just nobody know? Like, is it a dietary thing, maybe? Or I, I, you just don't I know? Don't, I don't I don't know. I feel like there's got to be a better way to pass kidney stones. Uh, instead of just letting them naturally make their way through through your system, like I remember reading or hearing about, like a massage thing that you would put up to your abdomen and sort of like shake a kidney stone apart, right? Like vibrate it apart. Like I feel like you're um, really starting to to advance body mining if you're doing that and straining. You got you got hardware tools and then a strainer. Well, looking for those precious stones. So, you know, I hope it doesn't come down to having to sort of like sonically shatter my kidney stones, but at least that's unobtrusive as opposed to, you know, having my appendix removed. Well, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're okay. I was thinking what happened to children's game shows? Are are children just caught up with iPads nowadays that they don't want to stick their hand in goo and, and get slimed and they don't want a piece of that agro Craig. Yeah, I mean, surely there's a market for children's game shows or it's, or it's a genre that's pretty much it's disappeared. Yeah, there are, I can't name a single children's game show in 2016. And I've spent a good portion of my younger years watching a lot of those kind of game shows. Yeah, and and we had Nintendo back then. Where'd they go? I don't know. Where are they yeah. going? Why? Are are children not into game shows? <laughs> because if they are, Who, they, why, why why aren't they being made then? Yeah, like what's going to happen to the Price Is Right? You know, it's just going to be old people. You're not going to have that that younger base if if you don't condition. There's no children. gateway to get them into yeah. the the older shows, the older yeah. game shows. I I just feel like slime and children it's it's you know a tried and true pairing and why not resurrect double dare or i remember one called treasure mall fun house well, would nick arcade work yeah i mean I you could do like a virtual reality nick arcade right well i mean yeah because they play guts video yeah guts yeah. Legends guts is of very Hidden, easy legends of hidden temple right I mean, children are st children are still active, right? I don't think Maybe. they are. I think everyone is just all ch all children are fat, yeah. and they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't make it through the hidden temple. They get stuck. So, on a previous podcast, we discussed 2016 television pilots that included television adaptations of Taken, The Exorcist, and Urban Cowboy, and since then. <laughs> I think CBS and NBC announced Training Day and Cruel Intentions pilots. Are you interested in any of them? Take in The Exorcist, Urban Cowboy, Training Day, Cruel Intentions. Those are all properties that I could just go without, I think, 100%. Well, the, the, the attack with Training Day and Cruel Intentions, they want Ethan Hawke to come back and Sarah Michelle Gellar to come back. 
Ethan Hawke to come back for Training Day and um, Sarah Michelle Gellar to come back for Cruel Intentions. So I guess it's like a legacy sequel play like The Force Awakens. Yeah, or it'll be at least a draw to somebody who might be interested in it to float in a previous character. Or like Limitless where Bradley Cooper appears in the pilot and then doesn't appear again. <laughs> so Ethan Hawke can just like show up for five minutes as a cameo and then leave. Yeah, I'm not interested in any. Are you interested in any of these? Mm, well, I've never seen Training Day or Cruel Intentions, so... I, I I can't I can't really say. I wouldn't say well in the TV adaptation of these. Isn't isn't totally cruel attention just isn't cruel attention just like bad people at a prep school? Yeah, it's like rich kids being dicks, which essentially it's, is like a subplot to every teen show. Is and, the, the rich and kid Training dicks. Day is the Shield, right? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, and also announced since our pilot discussion. A MacGyver reboot centering on MacGyver in his college years, as well as a new MacGyver film that's a mystery from the producer of Fast and Furious. Are these gonna uh, tie to, are these gonna tie together? Or are they just two separate properties? Well, according to the news, uh, the director of Fury Seven is working on the TV show. Of course, the the film is also uh, from the same people. So college, college MacGyver, it's, it's James Bond Jr., right? I could be on board with this because they could, if they do like practical, he makes practical devices that seem like they probably would work. So he's why, why does it why does it need to be MacGyver? This could be anyone, just spy who's good at name Ma- MacGyvering stuff. Name recognition. That's what they do. What if college MacGyver is a woman? Well, that's a thing now. So. You can't be too Black, shocked. Black MacGyver. So Jarhead 3 is a film that exists. Did you know there was a Jarhead 2? I didn't. Uh, and, of course, Jarhead 1. Is this the most unlikely trilogy? Well, considering I didn't know there was a second one, yeah, it seems very surprising. I didn't realize people were asking for more Jarhead. Jarhead doesn't seem like a film that would inspire sequels. I know Behind Enemy Lines is also a trilogy, mm-hmm. but that first one was trash. Like Jarhead was directed by Sam Mendes. Mm-hmm. It was it was it a had, good movie. Visually, I yeah. really like it. There's some some really good stuff. It had, it had, it, had, it had aspirations. Sure, where Behind Enemy Lines didn't, and so. Jarhead was 2005. Jarhead 2 was 2014. They waited nine years and decided, hey, why don't we make a, we need a military property. What do we have in our, in our library? Jarhead. Okay. And then, and then I guess Jarhead 2 did it well enough for Jarhead 3. And Jarhead 3 stars Dennis Haysbert and Little Romeo. Dennis Haysbert once the president and now slumming it in a direct-to-video Jarhead sequel. I'm looking at the director's filmography here, and he's like the master of directing a sequel to... No, 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 that's that's the writer. Oh, is that so, the writer? Oh, yep, Jar- you're right. Oh, Jar- never mind. Jarhead 3, let's see, the writer... Well, this guy is the writer to all of the movies that 
probably didn't warrant one, let alone two and three and Scorpion King yeah, four like and four in this case. Scorpion King four, Hostel three, Butterfly Effect two. I'll always know what you did last summer. Octopus two, U.S. Seals two. Oh, you wrote Octopus and Octopus two. Well, at least he has that whole series on lockdown then. So he, he seems like Universal's in-house uh, sequel. sequel writer. Yeah, but the director, the director of Jarhead three, also directed The Prodigy, which is an indie action film i heard about it years ago and i saw it in a in a theater and it wasn't bad i think one of the fights in the prodigy was on my uh best best fights list that year evidently he didn't go anywhere (laughs) as he's making jarhead three years later also did you know that uh eli roth is remaking Cabin Fever. Well, I know about the Cabin Fever remake, which is like it's like, shot for shot, like it's it's everything the same, right? W- why? And he and well, and how involved is he? I thought someone else made it and he just gave him yeah, but his blessing. He's like he's, he's like he's a, credited as a producer. And so, well, even if he's not remaking his own film, why is Cabin Fever being remade? Well, and without anything different, like it's like literal translation of it. And it's not like that movie is old. It's not like the psycho, like the psycho reimagining, which was shot for shot, same movie. But I mean, there's at least a time gap between the two. So you could be like, oh, I've never really seen psycho. And, you know, or whatever the reasoning behind that one was. You can't really well, also, justify Psycho that. is a classic. Sure. Even Evil Dead is a classic. Yeah. You can... Cabin Fever is some film I remember seeing in Oregon. And, eh. I remember very little about it. It doesn't justify having another one remade. With, in, with no, one, no one more recognizable. Nothing changed. I, Cabin, I Cabin Fever also, the, the original... Is a trilogy. There are three Cabin Fever films, and now a remake of the original Cabin Fever. You want to talk about trilogies? Let's talk about It Man, who is famous for being Bruce Lee's teacher mentor. Mm-hmm. Donnie Yen played him in a film called It Man, and then someone else made a film called It Man, and then both spawned trilogies so there are two it man trilogies with the same titles yes yeah. the, i think one's yip man yip and one's ip and so there are there's a yip man three and an it man three and they were made in in the same time period can they not combine them for yip it man yeah but but that's 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 uh china for you they'll never stop making films about the monkey king so every year there, there's a Monkey King film. I saw this article on The Hollywood Reporter about uh, buzzworthy films at the Berlin Film Festival. And I just want to bring up two. Here we go. Tomboy, A Revenger's Tale. This unconventional revenge thriller stars Michelle Rodriguez as a hitman who is double-crossed by gangsters and falls into the hands of a rogue surgeon, Sigourney Weaver who reassigns his gender 
now a woman, she sets out on a trail of revenge. And it's from Walter Hill, who did the, did he do the Warriors? I think he did. Yes, it's from legendary director Walter Hill. Uh, bullet to the uh, head. Yeah, he did, he did the Warriors. He did 48 Hours, Streets of Fire. Not, not, not a lot of great stuff lately. He did the Deadwood pilot. Oh wow! And, oh. and now, he, now he's doing so. It's like Face Off, right? Michelle Rodriguez, um, you know, goes undercover as a as a woman. <laughs> yeah, in, instead of faces, they swap genders. gender. And then second film, Ain't No Half Steppin'. It would be dance musical franchise along the lines of Pitch Perfect and Step Up. This project focuses on an ambitious black sorority girl who, in order to get into law school, agrees to reveal the closely guarded secrets of black Greek stepping, the dance style of the black sororities, to a band of white sorority girls whose charter is about to be revoked. Okay, so <laughs> so, so she, she re reveals dance secrets? How, how uh, she, she yeah she reveals black dance secrets to white girls in order to get into law school. Okay, but how can they be? How secretive are these dance moves that you don't just see them when these girls dance? Are are the only other black sororities allowed to participate in these? Like, why do these white sorority girls need dance secrets? Their their charter is about to be revoked, so they're desperate for dance secrets. <laughs> The log line here doesn't make any sense. I got too many questions. You, you don't dance well enough. We're going to revoke your charter, white girls. I so. mean, okay, the premise of using dance to save something, I'll allow it. But how are they closely guarded secrets? You just watch the other girls do these things, and then you try to mimic them, don't you? I mean, it's not like a scientific problem, like with an algorithm, and you don't know the algorithm. I can get that, but like... It's dancing. Just watch the other people do it and then mimic their dancing. How does this become a franchise, too? But then I wondered that about Neighbors 2, and I, I finally saw the trailer, and it's like, okay. You just got to have two people <laughs> in houses next door to each other, and you're good to go. Yeah, I suppose. So the the key to getting rid of sorority girls is to bring in a, a, a fraternity brother. I was at the supermarket, and... I saw Captain America cereal, which is just like an oat cereal with red and blue shield marshmallows. So they're just circles with with a star on them, white star on them. Lucky, so it's like Lucky Charms. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kellogg's really uh, phoned this cereal in, but I mean, it's it's a Captain America Civil War cereal, right? And then beside the Captain America Civil War cereal was. Superman and Batman cereal. So the Superman cereal is caramel crunch cereal, and the Batman cereal is chocolate strawberry cereal. Chocolate strawberry? Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna read this from a cereal website. <laughs> this is a description of the Superman cereal. A chunk of cornbread and vanilla wafer were taking a tour of the old caramel factory. Disaster struck when the two fell into an industrial vat size. Industrial-sized vat of bubbling Hershey's caramel syrup. So they so, have a whole backstory. The well, this is was just created. him. This is just him talking about describing. Oh, the oh okay. I thought maybe it's that was like an it's official. It's caramelly thing. and it's crunchy. All right. It sounds like 
caramel corn pops to me. But okay. The Batman cereal, chocolate strawberry. Yes, chocolate strawberry. The fruity undertones are way closer to a tart raspberry than a sweet strawberry. The the chocolate has an unexpected richness that is biting. The ingredients confirm that chocolate liqueur is an ingredient. <laughs> so General Mills did not phone in its Superman and Batman cereals. The boxes are like embossed. They're, I was, they're nice cereal I, boxes. I was going to comment on the pictures I'm seeing here. The Batman, Batman one actually looks kind of cool, to be honest. Yeah, so there's like relief on the boxes. So, you know, DC has the, DC has the cereal uh, edge over uh, Marvel. <laughs> For once, they have an edge. Yeah. You know, you know I, I didn't grow up drinking milk. I was raised on soy milk, so not like real milk. If you could see so my I, face right now, does it look shocked at all? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't really eat cereal, and I'm surprised at how expensive cereal is. Cereal and milk. It's an expensive combination. And it's like, okay. So so you're not like you're not a cereal guy? No. Like, I can remember... Like cereal ads, they would get me. Like when I was little, I'd just be like, "I gotta have, I gotta have the cereal." And I feel like cereal creativity has died. It's not as exciting as it used to be. Because I mean, I look at look at the Civil like, War one. It's totally phoned in. It's just a slight variation. Where before, there was like new cereal technology, and I would be on board with that. I get sucked in by the gimmick. I'm not well, seeing the, that anymore. Well, the, they're getting lazy now. It's like every every variation of Cheerios. There's, there's all every every cereal brand has a, a chocolate version. Yep. Have you seen the all marshmallows cereal? Yes. Um, you can order. Like, you can order a uh, like a seven pound bag of just the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. By the way, if you ever need to do that. that well, that's just like pure sugar, right? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's huge. It's a giant bag too. Speaking of. Uh, superhero films i was thinking about deadpool and i'm surprised at the lack of tie-ins with um deadpool the lack of yes i mean the I only guess... one i've seen is mike's harder this is the you know those are they wine coolers it's just like spike drinks they're, they're they're a malt they're a malt beverage yeah so there's there's deadpool mike's harder drinks but that's it and you would think that like Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. Um, why, why don't they just combine the names and just pick one? Like, why do we have Best Foods mayonnaise and Hellman's mayonnaise? Just pick one. You got anyway, like brand diversification. Think, yeah, you th- it's the same product. Yeah. So you'd think that um, Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's would partner with Deadpool. They seem like the perfect partner, you know, because they're kind of broy. They could they could come up with a there's some bro stuff irreverent burger some. And and the commercial, right? It seems like a good match. Yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised. Or some, or or like a, a, a Mexican food, frozen Mexican food, like a burrito. company, a chimichanga, right? Yeah, oh, there you go. Uh, and then and I was thinking, like, is it because it's rated R? But then did then the Matrix have tie-ins with everything, and that was rated R? I don't really remember any of the Matrix tie-ins. Do, <laughs> do, do there you... must have been a, a a fast food tie-in, right? I think it maybe was a Hardee's one. Like Matrix Reloaded. Let's talk about this um this um this bacon lady. You you brought this to my attention. Uh the founder is it's an article in L on L.com. This uh Amanda Chantel Bacon, founder of Moon Juice, 
how she eats every day, how Hollywood's favorite juice bar owner eats every day. And <laughs> it it's an absolute I I recommend everybody search this out and and look through it because it's fucking insane. <laughs> I usually wake up at 6.30 a.m. and start with some kundalini meditation and a 23-minute breath set, <laughs> along with a copper cup of silver needle and calendula tea. Like okay. that, Yeah, that's the first thing she <laughs> the, does. The best part on... of waking up is... Uh... Some kundalini tea yes. in your copper cup. At 8 a.m., I, war- I have a warm morning chai drink. Okay. Sure. It contains... More than 23 grams of plant protein, thanks to vanilla mushroom protein and stone ground almond butter. And also has the super endocrine brain immunity and libido boosting powers of brain dust, cordyceps, reishi, maca, and shilajit resin. <laughs> I, <laughs> I throw hoshu wu and pearl in as part of my beauty reg- regime. <laughs> like... So okay, so that that's her pre-breakfast. That's what that's that's, la- that's what it's labeled yeah. as. So I I I saw somebody actually break down the price on some of the things she was listing out on here, and like it's liter it's it's unaffordable. You could not. It's it's, it's clear she's rich and oh definitely. She, she, she lives in she looks to live in um, the west side of Los Angeles. Um, I, I, I hate to downplay downplay her business acumen, but just based on this article. It sounds like she just had she just has a lot of money, and then you just start this crazy, this fucking insane juice bar. I mean, this yeah. is not a this is not a business venture that would obviously work anywhere outside of L.A. But also, nobody I'll would also, no I'll one also would give you a, a hand, loan for this. So I'll you. also grab a handful of uh, activated cashews. <laughs> I chase this with a shot of pressed turmeric root and freshly squeezed grapefruit juice. <laughs> Uh, for lunch, I had zucchini ribbons. They are. This is such an easy, elegant, and light meal. Okay. You know what's easy is throwing a hot pocket in the microwave. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. You know, I don't understand how people can eat salads for lunch. Every time I'm with coworkers, they always order salads, and it drives me nuts. Like, how is this filling? Yeah, but at least they're not asshole salads like this one. I often alternate zucchini ribbons with my other lunch staple a nori roll with umeboshi paste avocado cultured sea vegetables and pea sprouts this is my version of a taco (laughs) read the next line though okay um, these ingredients are all pantry staples what well (laughs) in what world are these pantry staples cultured sea vegetables in her pantry I'm lucky if I have a brown ass banana from like four months ago hanging around. This, this is like this is like a, a Stefan bit on Saturday Night Live. He's just like Yeah, it all sounds made up. Let's see here. Fast forward. Okay. I had an early pre-yoga dinner at Shima in Abbott Kinney. This is in Venice, which is my three-year-old's favorite restaurant. <laughs> okay. I had a seaweed salad with micro cilantro and daikon. I mean, do you recognize three-year-olds three love micro cilantro? Ugh. Yeah, it, it, this this article just blew my mind. I just I don't know who I, I, you first don't, you, time for this stuff. You don't like cilantro? No, cilantro tastes like, like absolute. I feel like cilantro is like that that dress where some people <laughs> think it's like was it gold and white, and some people think it's black and blue. 
Yeah, but here's the I, thing. I saw the dress for the color it truly was. That's how I feel about cilantro. It just people don't believe me, and it's like it tastes like fucking soap to me. Yeah. Tastes like dirty uh, soap. It's weird. All right, at 11 p.m., I had a nightcap of heart tonic and raw chocolate made from one of my big batches. This one was made with our Moon Pantry heirloom raw cacao, reishi, and chaga mushroom sprouted brown rice protein and coconut oil. So, 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 this, so this article brings up this the question of the eternal question of do you do you want to live life or do you want to live hopefully longer, right? Do you want to smoke cigarettes or do you want to live longer? Hopefully, <laughs> maybe she's maybe she's gonna live longer by eating so healthily, or maybe she's just denying herself of real food, of well, fried food, right? I, Fries. I, I am I am of the opinion of the latter. There, I'll eat some garbage ass food, and then I'll just yell, "I'm gonna live forever" to just offset it. So you're splitting the difference there. <laughs> I'm certainly probably not going to live as long as she will. Like, you know, you, you know, like uh, George Burns lived uh, yeah. to be like a hundred. Yeah, he, and he smoked he cigars. cigars in his 80s. Yeah, and he so, didn't look half bad either. I mean, he looked like a little old man, but he looked like a little old man for a really long time. So he didn't really change that much. Yeah, so it's like playing the lottery. Look this article up, people, and just read it, and it will melt your mind. Let's pivot from her and talk about filled cupcake Oreos. Yes. So I wake up and I have three filled cupcake Oreos. <laughs> Did, yeah. So these are new Ore- Oreos like cereal. They're, they're throwing stuff at the wall and hoping some flavor stick. And so this filled cupcake Oreo. For, my first thought is, isn't that what an Oreo is? Uh, like a filled cupcake? But evidently... In a filled cupcake Oreo, the the filling uh, there's like two fillings. There's like the filling is filled with another filling, so it's just like it's like an Oreo with the the with gobstopper filling in 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 the, in the center, which um, isn't as exciting as as the name suggests. Also, really dumb. Do you know the band Attila? Is that not? Are they? One of those like, like uh, crab core bands. band. I'm a bad motherfucker, not a fucking role model. I'm church, hit a bong, they go trash a fucking bottle. Got a few slugs to help me roll a few blunts, and they never question me because they know I hate cunts. Read my words and swallow my sentences. Here we go. You fucking asshole. Every cop that turned on my chair. A shitty screamy band, like. Broken side. Oh, one of those. Yeah, in that crew, people. Yeah. So I discovered that the lead singer of this band, Attila, Christopher Franzak, you can go to his website, franzak.com, and he's offering a monthly membership for only $50 a month that gives you unlimited access to his wisdom and his personal phone number. <laughs> so he's offering to mentor people for $50 a month and it says on his website it's only $1.65 a day less than a cup of coffee you can uh connect with the lead singer of Attila so is he supposed to be some sort of knowledgeable person because I doubt uh, it why why would you be paying for this well why let's look at the FAQ why is it $50 a month $50 is a very original price considering what you're getting 
You aren't just getting access to blogs and videos. You're also getting a direct line of contact to reach me on my personal cell phone. So besides offering general advice, I'm also offering you personalized advice and guidance suited to your needs. He'll, he'll FaceTime you. Why should I subscribe to your website? It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to hire me as your very own personal mentor. And, you know, you, I admire his entrepreneurship, but... He thinks very highly of himself. This is a 26-year-old screamy band singer. Oh, oh, testimonials. Here we go. Franz motivated me to pursue my dreams. The following day after my class with him, I went out and bought all of the necessary components to build my own studio. Franz taught me how to manage my money properly. <laughs> this guy doesn't look like he manages any money. His own. It, he also taught me how to be myself and embrace my individuality. Franz helped me realize my true goals in life. Before I spoke with him, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Now I have plans to open my very own restaurant. Uh, Franz is a very organized individual. He explained everything very clearly to me. So, okay. I wish these had pictures like stock, stock photos next to them that they were just clearly pulled off of somewhere and just some name made up. That would really add a touch to this website so, here, that it's missing. The, for at least four four people have paid him fifty bucks for his 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 mentorship his wisdom. I feel like if I just had throwaway money, that it would be fun to subscribe to this and just troll the fuck out of him somehow. I'm surprised someone has it, but I mean, it could be in you, the works. You have to give you have to give him money, right, to begin with. So. Yeah, I mean the jokes the jokes really on the person trolling. I'm looking at his blog. How to get your band signed? How to start a band? How to start a clothing line? So, is there any musical artist you would pay fifty bucks for access to, like to talk to? Yeah, I don't think so. Weird, Weird Al should do this. I think he'd make a killing, but people would be calling him like all the time. Well, see, this only works when you're a certain <laughs> size of artist guy that nobody knows is. It makes people sense. know like his well yeah he has he has a, he has a notoriously tour. bad music oh. video on youtube <laughs> there's a crowd i get it yes there are but you couldn't do this if you were bigger much bigger it would just suck up i mean if he truly is the one like responding to these people there's i don't know <laughs> this individual sale thing just kind of looks really lame to me we should like go fund me uh a super bowl commercial for him like uh, University of Phoenix or DeVry, it's Franzak. The wisdom of Franzak. All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, you can find me elsewhere on AdamRiff.com and on Twitter at AdamRiffs with an S at the end. And you can find me on Twitter at Zombieologist. And you can also email us at backwashaudio at gmail.com. And... If you're listening to this, you probably already finally just subscribed in iTunes. But if not, please do that. And we'll see you in the next one. Now if I fuck this model, and she just bleached her asshole, and I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'ma feel like an asshole. I was high when I met her. We was down at Tribeca. She get under your skin if you let her. She get under your skin and I don't even wanna talk about it. I don't even wanna talk about it. I don't even wanna say nothing. Everybody gon' say something. I'll be worried if they say nothing. Remind me where I know you from. She looking like she owe you something.